The names and places and times of the following content have been changed to incriminate the innocent. In other words, they have not been changed at all. Um, You've been warned. Start the show. Maybe maybe we'll change them. Maybe we won't. Maybe maybe fuck y'all. Maybe you should have behaved better. I don't know. I'm pleading the First Amendment, so I do not self-incriminate. Is that the First Amendment? It's not. Okay, just checking. All right. Um, <laughs> niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. I am the flow of one. Um. Euphonic is not feeling well uh, this week, so uh, we're going to let him uh, rest, and recover. rest up and recover and get well. And I don't, uh, I don't believe in get well soon. I believe in get well now. It's too, because it, it, it's too, it, 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 it's too open ended. Get well soon, eventually. Get well now. I mean, but it's a process. It, sure, it's a you process. Can't I'm just saying, instant I'm, get well. You cannot instant get well. But I'm just, I'm just wishing the energy of a speedy, of a speedier process than soon, eventually, get well now. And that's me. And that's not me telling him to get. That's me talking to his <laughs> blood cells and his. You know, what I'm saying, uh, not blood cells. What? What the <laughs> fuck did I say that? Not the blood cells. You know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> the antibodies and shit. There we go. Yeah. Fucking blood cells. What the fuck? You hear that, Euphonics body? You listen to this voice. Get your shit together. Get your shit together. God fix damn my it. friend. <laughs> God damn it. What the fuck? Um, it is. Oh, man. What is it? Is it 248? 249. Oh my God! Episode two forty nine, nigga, get well, get well. You got to be back for two fifty, bro. Oh yeah, I will hold off on this bitch if that's the case. I will hold off on that motherfucker until you get well. Fuck that. That's a land. You know we do every fifty as a landmark, man. Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, dr- uh, drink all them fluids. Uh, eat something hot. Whatever. Uh, yeah. Um. What else? Oh, um, shout out to the new listeners. That's where I am. <laughs> God damn. Shout out to the new listeners. What the fuck are y'all doing here, man? What are y'all doing here? What are y'all trying to prove? I, honestly, 249 episodes in, you have nothing left to prove, unless you're one of these new people, in which case um, we can put them on the line. And, uh, yeah. They, they heard that running a triathlon isn't. Hard enough. They need to listen to opinions while black. While Fuck that. It. This is a hazing podcast. <laughs> this is a full on <laughs> pro hazing podcast. Opinions while black is a non hazing organization. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Too late. 
too late. They're here. Shut the door. Lock that bitch. No one has hazed or been hazed who is a part of this podcast in any form. That y'all know of. Shout out to the new listeners. Shout out to the old listeners. Shout out to the first times, the long times, the last times. Shout out to all my niggas on SoundCloud, Google, iHeart, Spotify, anywhere quality content is disseminated. Shout out to all my niggas on Patreon. Hope you enjoyed story time. Hope you enjoyed story time. Um, new behind the paywall. I'm changing the name of behind the paywall. I decided last night I was talking to Randall. Um, the, the behind the paywall series is going to be changed to the boys are back. Cause I always make that joke. Whenever I do, whenever Randall shows up, uh, I always make the joke that the boys are back. Uh, but y'all the boys too. So I don't know. We'll just call it the boys are back. I, I think we're going to, that's going to be the official title change going forward. Um, either way, new episode for you, uh, for you high tier people, for you $8 tier people, new episode, um, probably as you're, as you're listening to this, we did a kid Cuddy listening. The new Cuddy, the new Cuddy album is out. Really? When did that drop? Insano. It dropped a couple weeks ago, I believe. Okay. Um, I was uh, I was surprised, pleasantly or unpleasantly. You have to listen to uh, the episode for more information in that regard. Um, I'm a I, I'm a Cuddy fan. Randall is has never been a serious Cuddy listener for real, um, and it was his time, his first time hearing the album as well. So you're definitely getting our opinions in the moment. Um, it's an interesting album, though. Um, let's see. Who else has new music? Well, we'll get to music later. Um, actually, speaking of Cuddy. Oh, yeah. Um, whatchamacallit? In terms of new music, uh, uh, you, you, did you hear the new Meg I We'll get there. We're going to get there? Yeah, okay. we'll, we'll, we'll get there. There's, yeah. Um, oh, speaking of Cuddy, I do want to give flowers to, um, Kid Cuddy and Lupe Fiasco. Uh, the reason being, as we were, I think as we were recording last week's episode, Kid Cudi and Lupe Fiasco were beefing on social media. I've not now they've kind of gone back and forth. This is not the first time they've had. I and I've I've never quite understood the 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 original source of the beef, but I do know that part of it was um, Kid Cudi did an interview. Forgot who he did this interview with, but basically he was saying that when he used to work at the mall, uh, he worked at the store in the mall, and when he would see other rappers come in, he would literally go and hide in the back in the in the in the stock room so they wouldn't recognize him because as a rapper, because he they come from that region of rap where if you see somebody working a regular job, that's ammo. Okay. And when you come up in those regions where, like, battle rap is big and shit like that, that's ammo. I saw you at so-and-so. Uh, I saw you at the register, nigga. They, they, that's a, it's a real thing. Like, there are, certain, there are certain things where if you see somebody outside a certain place, that will come up in their raps. So what are you supposed to do for money? 
it, I I shrugged. Y'all didn't see it, but I shrugged. <laughs> see, because there because there is a a corner of rap, there is a corner of of hip hop that is rooted in braggadocery, and it's one of those things where yes, it's okay to have a day job, but for the most, you can't get caught out there having a day job. You can't like if you're my competition and you're ringing me up. It's going to come up later. It's not how I would roll because I don't agree because I, I think regular people are allowed to be regular people. And at the time, Kit Cuddy was a regular nigga. And if we really want to dig up everybody's regular nigga roots, yeah. I'm one of them people where if you really want to play that game, I promise I can play the regular nigga game better than you. I would not have hid. I'd, I'd have dealt I'd adapt them niggas up, took a picture with them, and dared them to say some shit in a battle because I know who you was at the mall with, nigga. <laughs> and that was not your wife. Oh, no. I know who you were at the mall. I know what you were at the mall. I know how you got to the mall. It was not in the car. It was on the bus. If you really want to play the regular nigga game, we could be regular niggas talking, talking shit. And so he's he was open about it in an interview because... Kid Cudi is maybe one of the most regular nigga ass rappers I I know of that have come this far. Um, and he's usually not ashamed of how he gets down. But I understand as a young guy getting caught up in that aspect and not wanting other rappers to have ammo. Lupe Fiasco, I don't know what, I still don't quite understand what upset him so much about this or what, or like what he's so upset about in the beef but he basically called he no not basically he called Kid Cudi a bitch. He called Kid Cudi Kid Cudi a bitch, and I know about I you know I saw you where you you hid. You don't tell nobody these days about how you used to hide at the mall, um, so nobody would know that you was a regular bitch. And he he used the word bitch quite a bit, and Kid Cudi could have made this a back and forth but he very much was like look i don't really look whatever your particular issue is and it did sound like niggas who probably used to be homeboys who sounds like they used to be homeboys um getting into it because cuddy was very quickly like look man if you felt attacked in any way by whatever happened between us and again i didn't want to get into the whole histrionics of it because i didn't want to read all that shit but whatever look if 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 you were felt attacked if you felt like i hurt your feelings i i take full accountability and i apologize and they deaded it and fiasco was like that's all i wanted that's all i wanted you can tell when the when 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 two proud ass niggas make up <laughs> because it's never it's never some real dramatic TV type shit. It's usually one nigga going, that's all I wanted. That's all I wanted was some acknowledgement and just deading it there. And I want to give him and Fiasco flowers because we don't get to see enough of that, I think. In my opinion, in rap, in black male dynamics, in you know, in not Hollywood, but in black male celebrity 
doings, I don't think we get to see enough. We we always know when niggas are beefing, but very rarely do we get to see it play out of niggas really genuinely deading some shit and just being cool and being bigger people about it. You think... Uh... And, I, and that's the expectation for me from Cuddy because Cuddy has always come across as a nigga who's done the work. Would you have preferred to have had, like, them wrap it out, say, like, with other... No, because I don't want... Beefs? No, because I don't want to see Cuddy. I, I don't want to see anything bad happen to Cuddy. No, no, I mean... I don't like, want to... No, what I mean is... I don't, I'm not seriously bad, but I don't want to see Cuddy get annihilated. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? Lupe Fiasco and Kid Cuddy? No, I don't want to see anything bad happen to this nigga. I don't want to see... I don't want to see him get to, get his career destroyed. It's Lupe Fiasco. <laughs> okay, but... So that, 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 that lends me into... Do you think that... Hip-hop beef, when translated to lyrics can't destroy someone's career anymore previously yes i would definitely say so right but now do you think that one good track could actually derail someone else's career depending on the rapper yes it absolutely can because the most of the rap beefs we see lately are people that are too big to fail i don't mean too big to fail per se like like completely fail but yeah you could probably get your shit off on drake Drake still Drake still gonna do however many million the first week. Yeah, and that's that's exactly <laughs> what? that's exactly what I was thinking of was uh, Drake's last beef. Like that didn't push push got Drake. He did. He got Drake. Drake then dropped an album a week later, and even as a flop, it, it did, did numbers. Yeah, it still did numbers. <laughs> so and and completely erased, at least from what I remember, completely erased what. The the discussion topics were well because for people yes who, and no well I mean we still remember that you were hiding a child shit yeah but that became like a culture joke it was a cult not only was it cult, a culture joke I always I just for the record thought that was stupid then that was like, stupid then what you call it uh, uh when he released the one song talking about uh, my bed he's like oh I yeah. know what it means now right <laughs> like I. I do ultimately do I think that a a good rap beef between the right parties could be pivotal to one or the other's career? Absolutely, I I do. Depending on the people, like Still? I said, like a, yes, depending on the people, because most of the rap beefs we see are people who already have established fandoms, which means something different now in the age of social media. Um, it's people, it, and again, in the age of people be that are completely fine being strong and wrong. I don't, I, I, there's a fandom from someone that we will get to later that they don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. They, the, this person is closely related to harmful people. They don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. Today is the anniversary of Dr. Dre beating up D. Barnes. Dr. Dre is a legend. The people that fuck with Dr. Dre, the people that fuck with his legacy and his music, don't give a fuck. There are people that have dissed Dr. Dre. 
it did not phase his career. It cannot. Like, there are certain people that are just too big to fail at this point. Part of it is because of social media. Lesser people, we have seen them get embarrassed. The baby is an embarrassment. Yeah, but the baby He can't fill was- a Starbucks. <laughs> his show could not get to capacity in a Starbucks. But what beef killed that? I would say him getting in the middle of, uh, to me, him going to, like, he, he was already kind of a joke. Like, like when I say, like, when with all the, the homophobia and shit, he could have come back from that. It looked like he was going to come back from that. Getting involved in that Megan Tory shit. Oh, yeah. I think that was the nail in the coffin for him. And then him telling people that he may or may not have fucked Meg just did not do him any favors. It sounded It sounded like a bitch move. Yeah, I guess we'll get there on those lyrics. We will. Um, so yeah, I but yeah, I I appreciate. I know beef is a part of hip hop, and I know beef is is kind of a, a integral part of the legacy. But even with all that, I do like seeing black men being able to move forward and dap it up and be better men. Uh, coming out of a situation like that, so. Salute to Cuddy and Lupe. Uh, may, I I would love to get an album out of them too. Uh, hit them with the air horns. Um. Uh, humans ain't shit. Oh wait, hold on. Oh yeah, yeah, go for it. I just want to keep it in the music for flowers though. Okay. Tonight, SNL. Did you see? No, who's on? Musical guest. Mm-mm. The return of Justin Timberlake. Oh boy. And. Houston's own Toby and Wigway. Hey. So I just want to shout out uh, because one of the things I love about Toby is even before he started in the music career, when mm-hmm. he was just doing um, theater in Houston. Right. He was real big on showing support to other artists outside of just the plays and stuff. Sure. He would come out to poetry. He would go out to music events. Yeah. And he would make connections and bring people with him. Okay. So over the course of has his career has continued and elevated, each yeah. step he goes up, mm-hmm. he keeps bringing that team and expanding that team. So some of the people that are, have started as just being guests are now like stage production managers like Joe yeah. P. Or, um, the oh, he's working with Joe P? Yeah. Okay. Jo- Joe, so yeah, Joe P is um, basically his his uh, his stage manager and choreographer for managing like all the live shows and all that. Oh yeah. shit! So he been on tour with them like over in Europe. Shout out to Joe P. All of that, Coachella, okay. all that jazz. So good shit, good shit. That's what I mean by like just kind of he's bringing people with him. I like he, that he brings people with him. He works with more people from within Houston. He the 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 dancers that he has putting on the ballet with them. Amen. Doing documentaries, always like stepping stuff up. So I, I like that. You know, just want to shout out, give flowers to him because now he's getting a another type of platform with SNL. I like that. I like that a lot. Good for him. Um, what do I have down for humans ain't shit? Leave Chris. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. I'm gonna say this as simple as I can. Listen, y'all, I know that we are in an era uh, where 
people of many different beliefs and faiths and walks of life interact on a regular basis and maybe never, sometimes never interrogate these things until they come up in a big story or in the, in the news somehow, whatever. I'm going to put this as simply as humanly possible. There are, I have a handful of rules about me and how you talk to me on the internet. I want to widen the scope of that a little bit. Oh, shit. I know plenty of people who are atheists. I know plenty of people who are agnostic. I know plenty of people who are devout Christians. And I just want to beg in 2024 us to try something new. If Christians, especially with us black people, if Christians are not fucking with you, I'm not talking about the Westboro Baptist people, shit like that. I'm not talking about the Bible thumpers. I'm not talking about the evangelicals on the, the on the right. I'm not talking about that. If somebody is just somebody of faith living their fucking life, leave these Christians alone. For the love of God, Please, fam, if you if you are not a believer, I am not here to try to make you a believer. I don't ever talk about this. I don't ever talk about this aspect of myself on my platform, except for today. If you want to happen, <laughs> if you want to think I'm, I'm just sick of this shit. If you want to think that I am some brainwashed coon. For believing in the Judeo-Christian faith. Good for you. What you think of me is none of my business. But leave me the fuck alone. What we are never going to do with my faith is have an episode of Jeopardy. Where you get to quiz me and question me. Well, this part of the Bible doesn't make sense. Well, this part of the Bible doesn't make sense. Y'all believe in way more visible things that make no fucking sense. Like capitalism. Y'all believe in way more things and are devout in your belief in way more things that make no fucking sense. No one who watches power every week what gets to question me about what doesn't make any fucking sense <laughs> are you out of your fucking mind oh that's just oh see that's just what the white man see christianity is a tool of the white man fam you don't need the holy ghost you just need ghost all <laughs> religion and look i am not even the most devout I haven't I have probably not been to church since I was 19 years old. All people's belief is all of this all this shit is is a set of beliefs and values that according to said people might be the key to living a better life. That's that's it. That's it. 
it's a it's a series of guidelines based on stories to enforce those because all stories have morals. Yeah. It's a story with morals and values and themes that could quite possibly be the key to living a better life. Don't steal, don't lie, don't fuck my wife. <laughs> don't kill anyone. These sound like pretty good ideas. I'm just saying. <laughs> and I'm not even trying to make you believe them. Just leave me the fuck alone. Well, you don't well According to Christianity, Christians do this, and Christians, well, Christians, well, you know, as a Christian, aren't you supposed to, you know, uh, tell other people about the gospel? And uh, hey, fam, check this out. No, I'm not. I'm just not. Part of part of believing is that your chosen deity probably understands that you are an individual person that exercises your faith differently. I think that an all-seeing, all-knowing being probably knows my heart and knows that I am not out to enslave anybody. I'm not out to... And by the way, read the whole book. If you're going to quiz me on the book that you hate so much, read the whole book. Because I'm tired of y'all trying to sell me on Old Testament shit. I'm tired of y'all trying to use Old Testament shit to debunk my faith. Fuck you. <laughs> Nobody's selling their firstborn daughter into slavery. You have to read the rest of the book, stupid fuck. God damn. Like, what is wrong with y'all? Leave people alone. That's all I'm saying. Part of community is allowing for everybody's individual quirks and not letting them distract you from us all trying to achieve a certain goal as a community, which is to come up, which is to, which is to take care of each other, and which is to combat white supremacy. I don't think anybody can disagree on that. You and your, your utopia, man. Like, I, I, like, if you don't believe, I'm not here to make you. I don't care. I don't care. But leave me alone and mind your fucking business. You know, uh, we, we did touch on it, like, in the Patreon during the story. Yeah. But I think that goes back to the perception of the magician that you were talking about. The perception of the magician that I was talking about. Did I, I, oh, I did mention a magician. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Burn a hole through the coin? Yeah. Yeah. So because of the platform, because of your identity, it turns into basically at that point, that line of questioning then becomes, hey, you're the magician, so do something cool. Say <laughs> say some words. Say some opinions. <laughs> right. Say, say some right. podcast shit. <laughs> and so, like... Part of and I and I think another part of this is that when you become known for having a public platform like this, there are people that will just try to challenge you. 
There are people that just want to, and they don't even they don't necessarily have to win or lose. But there are people that just want to be seen challenging you, coming coming for the king, as they say. But the part that y'all missed is that if you come for the king, you best not miss. In the immortal words of Omar from The Wire, rest in peace, Michael K. Williams. Song of the week. Song of the week. What are we doing for the song of the week this year? Uh, this week. Oh, I like this one. Okay, we'll do that. Um, this is from uh, an artist known as Serpent with Feet. What? It's one word, Serpent with Feet. Is she a dragon? He is not a dragon. A wyvern? Uh, poss- possibly. Uh, like a lizard? Maybe even a, well. A serpent with maybe feet? A, maybe a griffin. Isn't a griffin part? Dragon? No, no, that's Griffin is part what is it? It's, it's an e- eagle and a lion. And a lion, okay. Um what's part dragon? Wyvern. Yeah. Uh sorry, got a little D and D on you. Um the the artist is Serpent with Feet. The title is Safe Word. What are you having me listen to, sir? Do I need to You know pour, what? Pour yourself something. Get comfortable. We're going to have a good pod. It's a good song. I need to bring someone to the cloud room for this song, don't I? Uh, no, you don't. No, you don't. And and it's literally just the two of us in this house. Don't say that ever again. No, not uh, you. I mean. I understand. It's it's still weird. Sorry. Um, and we'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go.
Okay, that was Safe Word by Serpent with Feet. Uh, yeah, so I I definitely, every, you know, I don't really look into these people's personal lives or, like, I, it, it's really just I heard a slap. Uh, I look to see if I've played anything from them or how familiar I am with them, and it, it, it's a go. Um, although... I did Google briefly, and I am happy to support a queer, uh, a, a, a queer affirming artist. So good for him. Great song. Uh, we'll definitely be listening to more from him in the near future. Uh, it was either that or the or or a a, a, a late a sleeper bop from the weekend. Um. It's just so sad that the weekend decided to get back to what we actually the music we actually like him for, which is I um one of our <laughs> listeners started referring to it as at first as haunted strip club music. <laughs> he he said this to me while the song was played and and I have a friend that I immediately thought of when he said haunted strip club music. Like th- this this is like almost like you're heard her theme song description, like there are, and that I mean that's what it was. It's it, it was just uh, coke induced strip music. It's strip club music. It's like it, it's like it's like you're having sex with the ghost of somebody while doing coke off of someone's ass cheeks. Like like that's what it was. It was deep debauchery music, and it's just so sad that the weekend put out these bops that are attached to that dumbass HBO show he did, The Idol, which was terrible. We should all just watch it together. We should never watch We We should pretend that never happened. We, <laughs> we should treat that We should treat that like Superman 3 and 4, like we, that just never happened. There was only two Supermans. There were only two Supermans. Well, good job. Good job. You're learning. Um, So, yeah, it was either that or The weekend, And uh, I don't know what kind of mood y'all are in, but. I don't want to facilitate that this week. Um, Check the playlist. (laughs) I don't know what lies he's telling. Check the playlist. Just, just go to the Spotify playlist. Look and see what he has personally curated. Look over the years. Look, put it on random. See what kind of mood you feel like (laughs) has been created. For you, and then reevaluate this statement that this man has the audacity. There's all kind of there's all kind of say. music on there. There's there's R and B, there's hip hop. Look, there is Euphonic is out right now, and I know what he would be saying in this moment. There's and so, on behalf of Euphonic, you are a liar. There's <laughs> there's rock. There's Radiohead on there. You, there's all kind of shit on there. Don't 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 put me in a box. There's okay, no box. Don't put me in a box. But there is a landscape. Yeah. <laughs> I won't deny that. All right. All right. Um, what is going on in the rundown? What do I feel like talking about? Um, I don't know. It's kind of a, it's kind of a little mixed bag. Like, for example, Tristan Thompson tested positive for PEDs, which is hilarious because for what? For what? Do you, do you, do you to be the strongest nigga on the bench, 
he's hoping that he can get back on the floor. You have to get back on the floor first. You have to get back on the floor. Taking PEDs with the hopes that some that that someone else might fall off the bench and someone will acknowledge you is not a good plan, especially not when you've averaged somewhere around uh, 0.2 points a game, um, maybe maybe averaged 20 points for the entire season. Like Tristan Thompson is really the most high-profile nigga I've ever seen on the bench next to like Dylan Brooks. Like it's beyond it's it's staggering to watch someone I, you know what it is i guess that i guess that nigga had to just cheat at something if he can't if he can't cheat on his woman he got to he got to be cheating somewhere what? no that's 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 just built in default character mode what cheating <laughs> yes <laughs> this nigga that man I, knows the cheat codes for every video game he was up up down down right right that nigga, I mean, just, and and just cheating for no reason, just cheating on the first level of Sonic. Hey man, sometimes you had to. That was the easiest level of anything ever. Because you, know, you didn't want to you play just through. To, you just you, had to sit in that one corner and hit Doctor Robotnik's ship. Yeah, but you wanted to get to the other levels faster. Like that's like that. That's like playing Mike Tyson Punch Out and cheating on like Glass Joe. What are we doing? Like what? What are you doing, dog? Like you, you just want to be caught fucking up somewhere and you apparently it was too boring for you to just act right in the house so you had to go to work and act a fucking fool and and what's fucked up is they're suspending him for 28 games or something that he wasn't gonna play to begin with damn (laughs) oh it was some ridiculous number 28 games it was a ridiculous number it was like 28 something like that draymond green put someone in a headlock (laughs) And followed it up. <laughs> it still didn't get a 28 games. 28 suspension. games, dog. Like, it was something like that. It was a lot of games. Like, I, and, and to be fair, the league does not play that shit. Like, like when it comes to, like, drugs, the league don't play that shit. So, I, I like, and, and which is wild because they seem to be ambivalent about pretty much everything else. But they... Definitely do not play that shit uh, when it comes to drug use. So, I, on one hand, I understand. On the other hand, I'm sure the front office is like, yeah, okay. <laughs> don't worry. That, don't worry. We weren't putting him on the court anyway. Um, yeah, that's just, that's stupid. That's ridiculous. Like, what, what are you doing, dog? <laughs> You just had to be caught fucking up somewhere. You know, I didn't read the entire headline. I saw it while scrolling, and I didn't realize it was Tristan Thompson. I thought it was going to be someone important. Or someone who actually, you know, plays on the court, at least. Um, What else we got? Um, Things I don't want to talk about. I don't want to talk about that. Oh, uh, Chris Stokes' ex-wife. Have you seen this? No. Chris Stokes' ex-wife has come out, and I don't. I, I, I'm. It's a. It's still messy, so I'm not gonna bring up the whole quote and all that shit. But Chris Stokes' ex-wife was on social media, basically saying that everything they said about 
everything they said about this nigga being a nasty nigga. Um, are are you not aware of this ongoing story? Okay. Um, because Fluent actually has a life, and he actually has things that don't involve bullshit like this. Um, for the longest, for many, 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 many years, Raz B from B2K has had an ongoing beef. Um, he, let's see, this has to be at least 15 years old at this point. What? Um, that he was saying that he came out and said that Chris Stokes and Marcus Houston had sexually assaulted him and the other members of B2K when they were kids. Oh, okay. And it was a whole drama. I mean, this is this is spanned like the better part of the past fifteen years, at the very least. Yeah, you you mentioned this on a previous episode, and I was yes. surprised then. And uh, because it because every time it comes back around, at the time people made kind of a laughing stock of Raz B. But the more shit comes out, and the more drama there is, and the fact that he's kind of stood in his square and. And his story has not changed. And the more we learn about these nasty niggas and the fact that Marcus Houston is uh, dating a woman, is married to a woman literally half his age or less that he had known since she was 16 years old, it it has lended more credence to what he was to what Rasby was saying. And the fact that he has a restraining order out on Rasby, they both do, and the fact that they would not submit to a polygraph. Um, it just got nastier as time went on. And the ex and Chris Stokes ex wife is now coming out and basically saying that I had been silent that whole time, but everything they've said about this nigga is 100% true. And I, I've, I bared witness. I bear witness to some of it. I was silent. Uh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm telling it, I'm telling it all. Okay. Um, I don't, appreciate now on one hand i get where some people are coming from when they question the pushback when they when they question the timing if you knew all this was going on it was so quick why why now say something unless you're trying to get at this nigga i feel like we don't know the dynamic of that relationship we don't know if she felt safe in that dynamic, I'm not accusing. Now, I'm not trying to accuse anybody of something that they potentially did not do to that woman. But we don't. I'm just saying we don't know the dynamic of that relationship. Yeah, we don't know if there was physical or mental or emotional abuse. We don't know anything, so we don't know how felt how safe she felt speaking up. And also, I always think that's a stupid. That's a stupid pushback. Well, why didn't you say anything before? You weren't going to believe her then. Don't, you didn't believe the nigga it happened to. Yep. There's there's the public ridicule. There's Correct. the private ridicule. There's the victim blaming that goes on. There's so many system issues that end up making it difficult to go through a process when something is brought up. Correct. That even when you're trying to stand in your truth in the first place when you bring shit up, sometimes the system literally pushes back so hard and you are aggressively challenged while reliving your own trauma. And that's, that's a bullshit. That is a bullshit position to be in, to try to defend yourself, let alone what you already had to go through. So I, I hate, I absolutely hate that as a response as to why you didn't say something earlier. Well, damn, 
I, I have the ability and the mental space to say things now. I it's didn't have no, that at yeah. that time. It's a no-win scenario. It's just like last week, like when we were talking about the brick lady. Um, no, I no, she don't owe me an apology, and no, she don't owe black men an apology because there have been so many instances where somebody was abused or where somebody was hit, and nobody believed them. Exactly. So what? I always wonder what people who push back against these things want. And a lot of times, especially when black men are questioning this, I've come to the conclusion, especially in the time since we had that discussion last week, I've come to the conclusion that there are some of you, that a lot of you talk a, talk a big game about wanting justice and fairness for all. Some of you niggas, especially when y'all get involved in these gender wars, some of you niggas just want your pound of flesh. You just want blood. You just want your pound of flesh to feel validated for your own trauma. That, that part. You just want, you, like, and that's why I always laugh when niggas talk about accountability. Because if it, one, it feels like y'all don't know what that fucking word means. But what you really mean is you want punishment. And you want punishment for things that usually have nothing to do with the parties involved. I, I literally saw a post last night that said, from a man saying that women should take accountability for picking bad men. And it's like, but where are the men taking accountability for being bad men? And again, no accountability for one, no accountability for being bad men. Two, you don't really want accountability for a woman picking a bad man. You want accountability for that woman not picking you. That part. That's what you want. Speak on it, son. That's what you want. Let's, if we're just keeping it a whole buck, again, you want someone to pay for the way you feel. That's what you want. You want your pound of flesh. And I, so, like I said, I, and again, I, I, don't know how, I don't know enough about Chris Stokes' ex-wife. I don't know how this is going to shake out. But it is wild that, again, I have not heard a single human being no one. I have not heard Chris Stokes himself or Marcus Houston. These are egregious. These are egregious uh, accusations. Um, it's just like the, what I said with Puff. These are egregious accusations. Uh, Chris Stokes is a producer and a creative of the highest caliber with uh, integrity to spare. I've worked with him in the past. He would never do such a thing. I've never, I've never heard these words about him or Marcus Houston or any anybody else in that little nasty nigga collective. When no one, I, I mean, no one, and we're talking. Chris Stokes and Marcus Houston both have a lot of years in the industry, in the entertainment industry overall. No one, there's no one to stand up and speak for you. There are people who have never met R. Kelly. <laughs> Who will speak up for him? And he is guilty. He did exactly what he was accused of. And there are people who will still speak up for him. And Chris Stokes can't, can't find one spades partner in this bitch. It ain't nobody you fucked with. There's not one person who was like, well, look, I mean, I played spades with that nigga and he seemed all right. Nobody? <laughs> that says a lot. In the entertainment industry, that says a lot. I'm just saying. I believe it. 
I believe it. Oz um, believes it. I definitely believe it. I I stand with Raz B. I always believe that nigga. That nigga's story has not changed in fifteen years, and it was a and it was some gory. It was a gory, detailed ass story. Yes, me and me and Jay Book and and called out his whole name. Yes, me and Jarrell Houston. That's right. Marcus Houston put it in his ass. That's what happened. That's wild. It's when a nigga when a nigga says that loud in the public eye. Yeah, it's some shit up. Uh, what else we got going? Uh, Dave Chappelle. Okay. It's less exciting and it's less of a joy nowadays. And this is this is just the way the world is going in the decline of society. There's a real decline in society when it is not a joy anymore for a black for a black man, uh, a black millennial as myself to discuss Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle had some shit to say about Cat Williams' interview and Cat Woman, uh, Cat Williams putting so many people on blast. And again, I'm not going to bring up the direct quote, but the but what he said for the most part was black people should not be um, saying these things publicly in front of the white people. That's what I took from it. That's what I took from it. That black people should not be saying these things publicly. We should not be airing out our business, so forth and so forth. Um, he's not the first person to have some. Tony Baker originally kind of had the same sentiment. Yeah. When the interview first happened, there's a couple other, there's a couple other comedians that kind of said the same yeah, thing. Tony's t- Tony's take was interesting, and one of the things I liked about Tony, especially with the social media engagement of it, was he specifically asked, "Don't have to go into detail, but tell me if you know white comedians that do the same thing." And people responded. Hear white comedians that they, they go in and talk yes. about other white comedians. Correct. Like so, we. I'll let you continue, but I have an idea of where we're going. But yeah, and it's and it's true. Like we don't like and, and because the same because the the reverse could be asked of Dave Chappelle. Do we ask white people to stay quiet about? about things that have been done to them. Because at the end of the day, these are all people that had some shit to say about Cat Williams. Not all of them, a lot of them. Okay. Are people, the only reason he came on Shannon Sharp's show was because these were people that had come on Shannon Sharp's show and, according to him, lied on him. So we, I think we get so caught up in the fact that he had so much to say and it was so long an interview. We get caught up in we we forget the fact that this was a response. Did, did you see the SNL no. par- parody of this uh, uh, skit? No, I know it's out there. I, I I I no, I haven't gotten around to watching it. They said there was there was so much content that they had to cut it out. So there's still another eight hours of unreleased oh, shit, <laughs> unreleased interview. Oh shit! <laughs> see there, see there. <laughs> And then I think, and then on top of that, I think we pick and choose. I think we pick and choose who it's okay um, for them to go off about anything and everything, and we don't ask them to take us out of the group chat. Fam, Boozy goes to Vlad about everything whenever the fuck he feels like. Boozy has so much Vlad footage. Mm. And no one's, well, I won't say no one says anything, but 
we don't start questioning him, we shouldn't be talking about other black people like this. And nobody talks about questioned him. Which is why I always refer to Boozy as chaotic neutral. But nobody gives credence to what Boozy says in that level. It's 50-50. You don't, not, I, there's, a, there's a sector of niggas okay, um, let me that, that ride with Boozy. But they're like the Samuelites. Yeah, okay, so fair enough. You see that what I'm also, saying? Oh, that, that's true. That's valid. That's valid. Um, in terms of white people, and again, I don't like always playing the white people do the, do white people do this game because I feel like that's going to get us down a dark road one day. White people do it too is going to get us down a dark road. Having said that, can y'all really tell me with a serious face that y'all imagine a world where Joe where Joe Rogan would have a beef with somebody? And keep it to himself, ever. <laughs> Joe Rogan, like I remember, Joe Rogan had a real beef with somebody. Like somebody was stealing his jokes at one point, and he was very vocal about this for a long time. Joe Rogan has jokes, uh, arguably. I've never laughed at a Joe Rogan joke. Um, I do remember him being mad at somebody stealing his jokes. Not only that. There have been quite a few white people, there have been quite a few white comedians that have been very vocal about taking issue with Matt Reif. Oh, God, I saw Matt Reif in a... I I already see where this is going with him. I didn't have a problem with him initially, but I saw him on a... My mom was watching a movie on, like, BET Her, which is, like, the equivalent of like MTV two or MTV or, you know, ESPN, the Ocho. And (laughs) it was some terrible ass all black movie. And he was the white boy in it. They're trying to make Matt Reif, the new Gary Owen. They are. They're trying to make Matt Reif, the new Gary Owen. I I see it. I see it. I see it coming. Mm, No. Yeah, it's coming. I it was it, it was so glaring because it was so glaring. And I was like, "What the fuck is that, Matt Rife? What the fuck is he doing here? What is what?" Now it's not going to be effective because those movies aren't effective. Uh, you know, it's the it's the equivalent of it's Chitlin Circuit shit. Um, but yeah, I see what I see what Matt Rife is trying to do. I see where he's headed. I don't think it's going to be effective, but I I see what he wants to do. It's what all I'm telling you, all white boys do this when all when white boys get in trouble with their own. What go do a bunch of black movies? They go not even necessarily just movies. When white people when white people get in trouble with their own, or they feel like there's no more fandom or money to be mined from their own, they switch over. The nigga from One Direction did that shit. Um, my man, arguably Justin Timberlake did. I was, I was actually about to say him next. <laughs> there are the Justin Bieber did it arguably. Um, and, and when they feel like they've gotten all the fandom they can get out of that and they've got all the streams or they've gotten all the views or whatever they can get out of us, they go right back. Justin Bieber was out here, thought he was Malibu's most wanted. And once and once we and once he got outed finally as corny and stopped getting in trouble fucking with little twist, he took his ass right back over there. And he just did he decide he was a man of the cloth. 
Now I don't know what the fuck he is. You can't tell everybody you're you're that you're holy and that you're a man of the cloth. Not literally, but that you're a man of the cloth, and then you go and then you uh, sitting in the bed half naked with scissor. I mean, I definitely would do that with a cloth. I, I would, or without I'd, the cloth, I, I would I, as well. You know, you're correct. You're correct. We could pray together. We I, can. I, I we can. On, I would get on my knees for scissor. Absolutely. I I cannot agree more. I that would that would absolutely Baby. That would have that would absolutely happen. <laughs> I can't blame him, but I see the okie doke. Um the nigga from One Direction did that. Uh, what's the nigga name? Zane. I honestly I the whole One Direction thing passed me by. I thought all the niggas' names was Zane. I th- I literally thought it was Zane, 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 and Zane. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> Top five of One Direction members. <laughs> Zane, 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 and Zane. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, all that to come back around and say, if you have a legit, I, I hate that shit. Because one, with Dave Chappelle and, and, and his commentary on Cat Williams, I genuinely feel as though, when people say, oh, we shouldn't be having these conversations like this on social media, where the fuck do you want to have them? Because we don't own shit for real. I mean, we have, there, are, there are black-centric social media platforms out there um, that, are trying, that are gaining ground uh, now that Elon has completely fucked over Twitter and made it a fringe site, basically. Um, but... We don't have a massive platform like that to have to where we can just have it out in the locker room when we want to. We don't have the we don't have the the we don't have the leeway for that. And when we do, we end up letting white people in for reasons unknown anyway. But the thing is that where, those like, conversations, so like, where do you want to have these fucking conversations? Those conversations happen in public all the time. And they should. It's they just, should. Th- this goes back to what I was saying on one of the previous episodes. Of, no, it was after we recorded last week when I was talking about the siloization effect and how we are so aware of what happens in black culture that we think it only happens in black culture. I, and, and, I, and I still, I'm half and half with that. There, there, yeah, I agree that there are certain aspects of like, you know, cultural influence, et cetera. I, there but, are there are big influence. There are big cultural influences. Like hip hop is a cultural. Hip hop has affected the culture, and I could it, like as Randall has gone on about this at length. And I I realize y'all aren't tuned into the to the Patreon. I have to start getting y'all to listen to those, and I have to start sending y'all those. But at length, and he's not wrong. We do move needles culturally. We do. Yes. So it's hard for me to get my to to it's it's hard for me to comprehend what you're saying in a siloization kind of narrative. What I mean is that we have our own movement conversations. Things that we like what when something when something lights up inside the black community, mm-hmm. we talk about it and know about it faster than it disseminates. Compared to when you look at what the general wave culture and everything is doing. And so what I mean is we become hyper aware of Mm -hmm. what those nuances are because we're more familiar with everything in both the highs, lows, et cetera. Right. 
there's there's a higher frequency. We're moving from one item to the other, and some of those actually have enough amplitude to make it outside of the silo. But we can't assume that just because we are aware of all of these things that the rest of the world is one aware of or even cares about some of the conversations that we are having. But so when you talk about like, does does the rest of the world really care about Cat Williams talking about black comedians? They care because it's entertainment. Do they care because it's a black comedian? They don't care immediately because we do. They don't care immediately, but it it makes the it makes the rounds. No, I mean, yeah, it made the rounds because, like I said, it was on SNL within the week, right? right? Yes. But look at even with with them talking about it on SNL, using the black characters in SNL, bringing that up. It's still very much a the if you look at the average white people who are watching that show, they lost. Well, yes and no. And the reason I say that is because in terms of centering some of the black personalities on SNL, I have noticed a shift in how that's approached because when you keep it white on SNL, SNL is categorically unless you're talking unless they're doing election shit, it's kind of panned as across the board not funny. And I have noticed since they have picked up um this new this, this uh this new wave in the past, I'll say ten years maybe, of black personalities. Yeah. Those do seem to seem to be uh, a lot of the ones that make the rounds, uh, a lot of the skits that make the rounds, those do seem to be the people getting that are coming up off of SNL, getting the most, getting the most attention this time around. Old girl, I I I don't know anyone's name on there except Keenan. Old girl, the, the um, not Leslie, but the other, but the other chick. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um, the the dude who does the voices. They all they all seem to be getting the getting the coverage. Keenan, of course. Yeah, but that's that's not what I'm that's not what I'm getting at. I'm just saying that I think that they're more aware of what is going to get of the talent that they're mining and the attention that that talent is going to get because previously to then it, it, it was a, it was almost a running joke. That SNL was going this long, and for the moment of that generation, was just not funny. Yeah. Until they got in these new people. Yeah, the the, the new wave is 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 definitely helping them out. Uh, I, it was just more of what I'm what I'm referencing more of is not the implementation specifics. Okay. But the discussion, right? Sure. When okay. we look at like what the discussion is, when we talk about Dave Chappelle saying, "Oh, we don't need to be doing this in front of the white folks." Yeah. Dave has got the bigger platform that is multicultural aware of the white folks. Almost to his detriment at this point. You you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if anything, he's bringing more awareness to... <laughs> Certainly to his detriment to, at this point. To the, the viewpoint, because we notice the things that affect us. Yeah. Right? And so when we are out on their side and then calling attention to the things, it's like, oh, I didn't even know that they made yellow buggies. Now that you've pointed out that they make yellow Volkswagen Beetles, I see yellow Volkswagen Beetles yeah, everywhere. Everywhere. Didn't change 
the number that was already on the road. It was the fact that we would, they weren't paying attention to that in the first place. And right. now you bring in the attention to say, oh, but sure. look, the black comedians don't fuck with each other. Sure. Maybe they don't. That's, yeah. Now, now what you're saying is fair. Um, and, and that's what I mean by the siloization aspect. Because yeah. we are aware. Yeah, right. We are going to be much more aware because we actually have these kinds of conversations. And, uh, and, and, I, can't, and I can't stress enough that I, I don't see a world where the people y'all are talking about, especially with these white comedians, I don't see a world where they're being asked to hold their mouth for any reason, especially not the people who, who would be doing most of the talking, like Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan don't hold his mouth for shit. His ego would never allow it. Yeah. So this whole this whole idea that white people have this have this 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 code. unspoken code of <laughs> omerta is a bunch of bullshit. And Dave, it's just so it it's it's depressing that this is where we've come with the mighty Dave Chappelle man, like. Because the Dave I know, the Dave that inspired me, would never ask another another black man to hold their mouth, unless he thought you were gonna get, unless he thought it was gonna get you shot or something. Like I, I think, you know, he did have that thing about never be the first black person to do anything because they gonna come after your ass. But for real, for real, I would never no, because and he would never keep his mouth shut. He didn't. He didn't. We <laughs> no, saw him not keep his mouth shut. I, 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 it's just, Dave got, you know what, I, it, it's it's early to be pulling this out, but Dave got to shut the fuck up, dog. He really do. I, I've never thought I would. What? <laughs> he do, dog. He, he, really, 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 he got to shut the fuck up. Dave has to chill. Dave is getting to a point in my mind, much like Chris Rock, where it's becoming a lot harder to take him seriously on community business it is it's becoming a lot harder it's becoming a lot harder to defend him when he says dumb shit Uh, a lot of it because he's been given a lot of slack in the past few years because there is a generation that is having a hard time letting dave Chappelle go and because of what he's meant to us for so long and because we were so excited about his return to comedy in the first place. Yeah. The I, transformation that happened. The and- tr- right. It's hard. It's a hard sell. And I know. I get it. I am one of those niggas who has a, Dave Ch- who has a Chappelle show quote for every day in the fucking week. I, I mean, we all do. We, we, even when we don't realize and we say, we'll wrap that shit up, B. I remember that shit. I remember that skit. Even people just loosely of loosely affiliated with Dave. Charlie Murphy. <laughs> Charlie Murphy is yeah. who he is right now because of Dave. I mean, he was in the business and everything, but Charlie Murphy before the Rick James story and Charlie Murphy after the Rick James story, two way different fandoms. And it's like and and that's and that's part of what i mean about having such a cultural effect dave chappelle was that cultural effect for a long time 
to the point where one of my favorite Amy Winehouse songs starts out with Amy Winehouse in the studio cutting up and going, I'm sorry, Charlie Murphy, I was having too much fun. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I, I, it's hard to let him go. But much like I said about Kanye, it's time, y'all. You can always listen to the old shit. And you can always just listen to the I I am not shy about listening to the old Kanye. I'm not listening to this pseudo gospel shit uh ever. But um you can always listen to the old Kanye. You can always listen to Spaceship. You can listen to Power. I will probably never stop listening to 808 and Heartbreaks. You it's it's okay. You can watch the old Dave. <laughs> you can watch Killing Me Softly. They they got practically everything now. I was going to say, it's all out there at this point. I mean, like, it, it's time, y'all. It's time. Although it's probably better to actually get you a, a, a physical, personal copy of things versus relying on the streaming. <sighs> the way all these business deals are going, like <sighs> you think that... You think your shit's on, and then it's gone, and then nobody picks it up, or there's, like, some distribution, that makes negotiation, sh- arguments, and shit? All right. Man, I just had a... Y- y'all y'all can't see, but I just had a physical fit at the, <laughs> at the idea of having to invest in physical media again. Fam, as somebody who worked 10 years in a bookstore, I like, the 10 years' worth of shit that I accumulated from used books... DVDs, music, whatever, comic books, whatever, is not even representative of the amount of shit that I bought from my own place of business over a 10-year time. And that was to cut down and to, and to save space and to cut down and maybe some of this shit I don't need, so, so forth and so forth. And half that shit that I sold or gave away or bought and gave away and bought again and gave away again, <laughs> the, the idea of, re, of, of being fucking Johnny Quest and reacquiring some of that shit makes me fucking bonkers. And if, and if you do not know who Johnny Quest is, uh, you're too young for me, bro. Um, and it might be past your bedtime. And it, and I'll say, why the fuck are you listening to this? <laughs> it might be past your bedtime. Holy shit! <laughs> Take your ass to bed. Um, but yeah, it's time. It's time. It's it, it, and and oh god, there, that might have to be a Patreon me going off about having to reacquire physical media. Um, I have plenty of physical media, but just. Having to, oh, no, it's too much. It's too much. I didn't mean to traumatize you. So. Yeah, you did a little bit. Um, oh, what we got? What else is going on? Oh, I don't want to talk about the Oscars. Oh, it makes me crazy to talk about the Oscars. Um, What happened to Oscar? Well, so first of all, I want to salute. I want to start off this conversation, and I'm not taking long on this either. Um, because this is just the I'm probably not gonna watch the Oscars. I'm probably not gonna watch the movie. There's some there are some people that are movie that that are that they go on out of their way to go look at the big 
high-profile nominees that they missed that they didn't watch in the theater or wherever. I'm not. So gonna you are going to watch Oppenheimer? I'm never watching Oppenheimer. Just do it. I'm never watching Oppenheimer. That's never going to happen. Um, so I'll cut it down for you. I will salute America Ferrara. I've been a fan of America Ferrara for some time. Um, for uh, I want to say best supporting, even though she's kind of the main character in Barbie. Um, I think it was best supporting. America Ferrara got nominated, and so did Lily Gladstone for her role in Killers of the Flower Moon, which I will watch. I heard um, that was actually amazing. I heard that was very good. I heard that was very good. Leo did not get a nomination for that, amazingly enough. Um, I think the Academy is back to uh, making a joke out of him and not getting nominated for shit. Um, not winning shit. He's not winning shit. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. He got nominated. Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Um, salute to Lily Gladstone. We don't. We we do not see Native Americans uh, get lauded in the Academy as much as they should. There are there are Native American personalities that are doing good work right now. That I see every time it's time for Native Americans to be in something. And they get up there and fucking kill it, and I never see them get their flowers. Zon McLaren is, I think, his name. You would, you'd know him. You'd see, you'd know him visibly before you knew his name. My man from, uh, what was he in? Did you watch Echo? Yes. Okay, that's who I. I'm, that's Echo. That's that's Maya's father. Father. Yeah. When you said when you said you know his face, yeah, that's immediately who I. Thought everywhere, of. everywhere. Castlevania, he was killing it. He always be in some shit. Uh, I want to say he was in a uh, Yellowstone. He was in Castlevania. Uh, Nocturne, the the new one, the the latest one. He was the uh, the dude, the va- the the dark skinned vampire dude, the long hair, and uh, oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, he was that guy. Okay, yeah. Um. I, I, He's that, that's that's an interesting character. <laughs> Castlevania Nocturne is full of interesting characters. <laughs> that's an interesting character. Um, let me also um, and also yeah, but yeah, Lily Gladstone apparently I've heard was amazing in that movie. I am actually I'm I will invest the time in watching uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, Oppenheimer, yeah, okay, Oppenheimer did some nominations. Robert Downey Jr. is getting something. Um, I think Christopher Nolan maybe has been nominated. But the big thing was uh, uh, people losing their shit because Barbie, because Margot Robbie did not get nominated uh, and Greta Gerwig did not get nominated for Best Director. So... And I don't, I don't like having those arguments because it comes. And I understand that a lot of the, a lot of the issue is that Ryan Gosling got nominated for best supporting, and Margot Robbie did not get anything. Yeah. And I understand how if you just take in that vacuum, it's wild that he got lauded. And the central character of what is consent, what is essentially the complete idiot's guide to feminism, or feminism for dummies, or you know whatever, that Barbie did not get anything. 
or the director, and I can see how in that vacuum that lends itself to the idea, to basically the plot of the movie. But didn't the director also get um, nominated for the like best screen app? Screenplay, screenplay, something like that. And, um, and then Margot Robbie's on the executive producer board that got correct. nominated for best picture? So I don't, now that I don't know. Um, I would have to look that up. But um, I think the I, I think the the issue there was one the fact that Greta Gerwig um, had been had been snubbed for previous movies. Gotcha. And the fact that Margot Robbie now I, I don't get, and I don't get into that argument because if you just want to if you that's always going to be subjective and you just want to argue who's better and whatever i'm not getting i don't want to get into the weeds about that that's something i'm sure if euphonic were here he would definitely uh want to get his shit off about that that's not my thing i liked it i don't know how anybody else felt as somebody who had no intention of ever watching barbie someone who acknowledges that i was not the target audience and someone who uh, uh, even while recognizing that I wasn't the target audience, can recognize when a movie is well-made, well-written, and well-acted. I'll just say I appreciated the opening two minutes. <laughs> God damn it. I mean, because they... Fair enough. She did a shot-by-shot remake of 2001 A Space Odyssey and condensed that, like, 10-minute segment down into, like, two minutes. A primer, uh, into a primer about Barbie, <laughs> yes. Like, I, I loved that, that... That was that was cool. That was cool. I'm just, I do believe Greta Gerwig should have at least gotten a nomination for Best Director because, let's be honest, Barbie and Oppenheimer, I guess, basically uh, put the film industry on their back, the theater industry and the box office on their back. Yes. uh, That summer. That was all anyone was talking about, and I seriously doubt they got to make a billion dollars off of just Ryan Gosling's performance. I refuse to believe. He's such a good kid. I guess. I, you know, I, and I don't even, I, I don't hate Ryan Gosling. I like Ryan Gosling. I don't think, no, I, I, I don't. I don't think he was just killing it, killing it. Um, His part in the story was killing it. Um. But yeah, I I try not to get too deep in the weeds with that. But I do think I I think Greta I think it was time for Greta Gerwig to get her flowers. I mean, she essentially that movie put the industry on its back. Not only that, but I don't I, I just she the the girl is basically an auteur at forty, which is wild to me. Now, granted, there are black people, Ryan Coogler who have basically become auteurs by 30. That's <laughs> just, just putting that out there. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I, I understand why people had backlash about it because it feels much like Barbie did feels very white feministy. Yeah. It felt extremely white. And that was my only issue with Barbie is that it was extremely white feministy. Oh, it's cool. I mean, I mean, Issa Rae was Issa Rae was great, but she had like five lines. Shang Chi was awesome, probably had four lines. Oh, he was in there too. He was one. He was Asian Ken. 
Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, they had other Barbies. And like, Issa Rae was black president Barbie and was the president of Barbie Land. Okay. And, yeah, they had all manner. They had all nationalities of kins. And I don't – someone has to explain Michael Sarah to me. I, I, I think he was supposed to be gay kin. He had a whole other name, and I don't uh, – because I don't understand Barbie mythology. I don't get it. But I guess he was supposed to be gay kin because if he wasn't, I have a lot of questions about how heteronormative Barbie was. If he wasn't gay kin. If he wasn't gay kin. Uh, if anybody out there knows Barbie lore and understands what uh, Michael Sarah's thing was – Y'all are more than welcome to explain that to me. Um, what else do I have here? No, I, I, I well, I don't really have anything else rundown wise to be honest with you. Oh wait, what did you hear about this week? Because it just happened like a um, this particular week after the the Chiefs game. Okay, and you know the 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 new internet is this about to be a Taylor Swift thing? Yes, it is. Fuck what. <laughs> So after the new uh, sensation of the swag surf that's been invented by the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Excuse me? <laughs> I don't know if you saw that article headline talking about explaining the swag surf. What the fuck? <laughs> Are white people swag surfing? <laughs> yeah. Is that what this is about to be? That Taylor Swift was swag surfing and now white people know what it is? <laughs> that, Are you about to piss me off? No, that already happened. We're past that. Jesus Christ. There was a whole article explaining what the swag surf was. After that happened. Oh, oh, oh there's more. There's more. <laughs> After that happened, apparently, um, running with the hype, uh, somebody... I forgot the guy's name because they already tracked him down because you don't fuck with the Taylor Swifties. You're about to piss me off. Somebody deep faked some porn <laughs> with Taylor Swift. What? And then dropped it on X. What? Now, the thing is, this has been a thing since deep faking and uh, uh, artificial intelligence image the AI generation. Taylor Swift. Yes. That's has been a thing. They've been doing this to celebrities, like on more of like the dark inside of things, and it's usually more lower circle, and it doesn't make a lot of press. However, if it does happen, and it's happened with like personal people, are you telling me there's an AI Taylor Swift sex tape? Is that what this is leading up to? Yeah, in pictures that are on X. No. <laughs> What the fuck? So wait, now because it's Taylor Swift, not only have they already tracked down the guy who did it. Okay. There is already lawmakers that are moving in to make it illegal to deep fake people into sexual compromising content. Now, here's the thing. This has been a complaint for years. This isn't a new thing. This has been a complaint for years. Oh, sure, sure, of course. Yes, yes, but yeah, yeah, yeah. In the time it took you to figure out that white people discovered swag surfing, <laughs> there's already government laws on the books to combat something because this time it's Taylor Swift versus the average citizen who has been victimized or had, you know, 
engineered content put Come onto on like now, different dog. websites. So I just think Come it's, on, it, man. it's interesting, like what actually pushes I people's swear buttons to, God, to action. I swear to God, if Monday morning <laughs> I log on to my news feed and I see some shit called Taylor's Law. <laughs> it's it's there, bro. I'm I'm joining the resistance. I'm joining the resistance and we're gonna burn this bitch down. I'm telling you now. What the fuck? It's it's time for a break. It's time for a break. We will be back with more foolishness, more fuckery. Uh sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. What have we become? <laughs> what have we become? What this is the idiocracy right here. We're in it. We're in it. We're in it. What was that nigga's name? I don't know. What was the president nigga's name? We, whatever. We're there. We're there. We are in the idiocracy. I, we, You and me, we are Luke Wilson, and this is the idiocracy. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? And, and, what's, and what's, what's damning about it is that I'm falling into it because I'm angry about the swag surfing than I am about AI sex tape Taylor Swift. <laughs> Come on now, dog. Holy Come shit. Come on, man. Yeah, we got to take a break, dog. I, I, have to, I have to breathe. I have to. No, I have to let it breathe. Um. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, did I say all the things? I said all the things. You said all the things. Yeah, yeah, pour up, clap. And we're back. We're black. We're opinionated. And enjoying this. I, I really like this little chill, breezy, semi-cloudy afternoon. I like this shit. I, that's, that's my shit. When Fluent pulled up, I was actually sitting outside. Now, you can let Fluent know that you're pulling up. And I'll James Bond the house. Yeah. And he will just let you in wherever, from wherever he is. But I... Y'all know me. Anybody that knows me knows I spent a lot of time sitting in my favorite chairs in my garage, looking at the looking at the rain, looking at the sky, all that shit. Um, so I saw two chairs out front on his porch. Uh, I couldn't resist. So he saw me just lackadaisical as fuck. He said, "Is that a cloudy day? I think I will. I think it. You damn right, I will." <laughs> Nice and breezy out in this bitch. Oh man, let me tell you, um, he has a he has a back porch that once he once he clears off some of this shit and really puts some time into it is is there's going to be some prime uh, there's going to be some prime contemplating going on back there. Um, so yeah, it is time. For white people must be stopped. This is why I don't fuck with white people. White people been fucking up, fucking up. Matt Gates. First of all, let me <laughs> let me let me just start off. The fact that Matt Gates still has a career in politics at all after after being outed as a pedophile. 
Because that was the last thing I really remembered about Matt Gates for real. And what? then so when people start so when so when he came back when he started really coming back up again and making the rounds and you know trying to basically trying to shore up his support for uh uh Trumple Stiltskin, I was like, wait, he still has a fucking career? How? Yeah. Well because, someone voted for him? Because Epstein killed himself. Well, yeah, okay, also true. Um uh this is according to the root. Matt Gates, a far-right Republican with a history of racist commentary, uh, once again disparaged people of color in a recent Newsmax appearance. Uh, Newsmax for white people is basically, it's basically the Atlanta Black Star for white people. Um, that, one, that one outlet where you don't know who's running it or where the fuck any of that comes from, but they've always got some bullshit. Um, in an interview Wednesday with host Carl Higby, he stated that, quote, for every Karen we lose, there is a Julio and a Jamal ready to sign up for the MAGA movement. Yes. So I don't have to read any further to have thoughts here. Listen, listen to me very closely. I'm not necessarily a Democrat. I have historically, I'm not ashamed to say, have historically voted Democratic. I voted Democratic in the last election because my choices were one one guy, one white guy, and one white rapist guy. And I was not voting for the rapist. That said, I don't say this out of dedication to one side. Because we've endured, as black people, we've endured degrees of disrespect from both sides of the aisle. With that said, what you will not do, you can, you can talk about Karens all you want. You can say you're going to replace them. Oh, oh, we have... Oh, we have black people, and we have uh, we have the Latin vote, and we have we have the we have this this fringe of of a national of a community ready to ready to hook up with us. Even though statistically speaking, that's less true uh, than the last election. But you will not, I repeat, not disrespect Jamal. Jamal is a sacred stereotype name among <laughs> the black community. That's for us. You can have Tyrone. <laughs> Wait, no. You can have Ray no, Ray. No, back it up. Back it up. This is all because it's Jamal? We have like, No, don't smile and keep going. <laughs> Do not smile and keep going. <laughs> you can have Ray Ray. You can have all the other bullshit stereotype names. Because first of all, first of all, the Hoteps have already ruined Ray Ray. Who is saying Jamal to you, sir? I say Jamal, what? nigga. This is a long-standing I, thing on this I, show. I know, but I need to know now. At first, it was just a long-standing thing. But who is St. Jamal to you? What blessings have been imparted Listen, by St. Jamal to your travels? Jamal is a sacred name <laughs> in the opinions of Wild Black Legacy. And I will not have it besmirched 
by this dude, by this dude who looks. Uh, uh, what's the nigga? What's the nigga name on Apple TV? Uh, who who looks like uh, pedophile Jason Sudeikis? I have no idea. Are you talking about Ted Lasso? Ted Lasso. <laughs> he looks you, like he looks. You think Matt Gates looks like Ted? He Ted looks Lasso. like pedophile Ted Lasso. Oh God! I will not have it. I will not have it, sir. You leave Jamal the fuck out of this. I will not stand for it. I'm ready to go all the way to the hill on this. <laughs> really thought you were gonna go somewhere else with this i really did <laughs> you know and you know why i went there i went there because i'm not i'm i'm tired of entertaining this notion that is only perpetuated by the right is only perpetuated by republicans is only perpetu- perpetuated by the maga people this notion that black men are just lining up around the fucking block to join the losing team or that black people are just are just black men in particular are just lining up to sell out their whole fucking community. It's not true. It's not. I forgot who the fuck that was that went on the Breakfast Club maybe or maybe went on Ricky Smiley's uh, morning show and was trying to prove to them that black men are supporting Trump more and more, which is it, it's not true. This, the numbers do not sustain sustain this. It they don't. They don't. There are less. Now, are there less black people having confidence in Joe Biden? You betcha. And that's only the people that had any confidence in him at all to begin with, because I was not one of them. Let me let, let me make that abundantly clear. And also, nigga, let's not be let's not be coy. We knew what the fuck we were voting for. We weren't voting because we had faith in Joe Biden. We were voting because we were scared as shit of Donald Trump. And we didn't want another four years of that. We got, we know what we were voting for. And so are there less, are there less people that have confidence that Joe, that Joe Biden can win a primary? Yeah, absolutely. That he, that he can win a general election. You betcha. That's not a, that doesn't immediately mean votes for Trump. And that's another Thing that, that and that's another myth that we have to stop too. Even though I am on the, I am of the mind that look, nigga, you got a decision to make, and some people are going to elect to not make the decision at all. But for those of you that are making a decision, you have a decision to make. You you can you can vote you can vote for a senile old weirdo, or you can vote for a rapist, or both. I'm not voting for a rapist, and. I'm just, but this idea that every vote, every every person that doesn't show up is voting for Trump, not necessarily. Although, again, in terms of what kind of future you want to see in this country, in terms of, and I also don't believe that democracy is on the line because democracy has been on the line long before and is going to keep being on the line uh, as is evident uh, by what's happening in Gaza, but you have a lot of you have a lot of issues on the line, and you have and whether and if you want to see improvement on those or movement on those issues, you have a decision to make. Having said that, I don't like the scare tactic of 
oh well tons of people are oh well yeah sure tons of black people are moving are moving over and and converting to trumpers they're not it's it, they're trying to make it a self fulfilling prophecy. Hey, sometimes that works. Well, because they, Inception is a real thing. Uh, Inception is a real thing. In, well, I'm not going to talk about Inception. Um, but yeah, no, there are not tons of Jamals. I can't speak for Julio, but there are not a ton of Jamals just chomping at the bit to go to go put that stupid hat on. They're not. Stop it. Stop it! You're not fool, and you're not fooling anybody. And quit sending those fucking those fucking super coons over to the Breakfast Club and the Ricky Smiley Show and fucking uh, Club Shay Shay or wherever you're sending them to 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 beat their dicks about this gospel. It's not true. Stop it! You're just you're just embarrassing yourselves. Niggas on both sides of the aisles these days are just embarrassing their fucking selves. Um. Let's see what else I got. Oh shit, this did happen. I was gonna say oh, another, go for it. Another yeah. follow up to Matt Gates though. Yeah, yeah. Uh also this week, they decided to further go into the ethics investigation on him based off of the previous allegations of the So we're finally yeah, So pedophile. we're finally gonna get movement on the pedophile issue. From like six years ago. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Good. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Good. Then his then his time is almost up. Um Mind you, because this is also the one that almost got punched out at the end, beginning of the year last year when they were doing Tried the speaker to throw hands nominations. With him. Sure did. Yeah, I remember that. Um, what else we got? Oh, Vince McMahon. Holy shit! Yeah. Ooh, buddy. Huh. <sighs> so Vince McMahon has stepped down uh, as CEO or whatever his position, act president, whatever his position is at WWE. Because he has gotten caught up in some sex trafficking scandals. Um, Wait, that's why he's stepping down? Sex trafficking. Yeah. What did you think was happening? I have to open the articles that I read. Wait, what part did you get? I just thought it was because he was old. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> what the fuck? He is old. Well, yes, yes, he is mad old. Yes, Fluent, we know. He is mad old. He deserved to retire in a good light. No, no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Just just keep, wait a minute. Just hold on. No. Just let me cook. So, there are, there have been text messages um, that have indicated. They got the screenshots? Yes. Oh. I was going to say, the internet is not written in pencil, (laughs) y'all. The internet is not written in pencil, y'all. It's written in ink. And he's gotten caught up in what is essentially ties to sex trafficking. Um, It's worth worth pointing out that he is another friend of Donald Trump. And why does Donald Trump know so many... uh, Sex traffickers? So many deviants, sex traffickers... And nasty, from pedophiles? and nasty niggas, yes. Um, so, uh, let, let me see. This is according to, and I'll take it. This is according to CNN. Uh, 
Vince McMahon has resigned from his role as executive chairman of TKO, the parent company of WWE, following disturbing allegations of sexual assault, trafficking, and physical abuse. The allegations come to light in a lawsuit by a former WWE staffer, Janelle Grant. Um, we know she was a black woman who was who worked at the headquarters of the wrestling behemoth McMahon founded. McMahon has denied the allegations and said he is prepared to defend himself in court, but in a statement on Friday, McMahon said that he has resigned. Out of respect for the WWE Universe, oh, no, I'm not reading all that shit. Uh, a bunch of bullshit, bullshit. Um, reports that McMahon had paid out settlements to multiple women while serving as WWE's CEO and chairman have been circulating since at least 2022. Oh, but the lawsuit uh, filed by Grant Thursday sheds new light on the extent of McMahon's alleged misconduct. In the lawsuit, Grant alleged that McMahon dangled a job offer at WWE and later promotions in exchange for sex. Grant's lawsuit also alleges that McMahon trafficked her to other women, uh, to other men inside and outside the company, including, including John Laurinaitis who worked in the company's talent relations department and is also named as a defendant in the suit. McMahon has engaged in acts of, quote, extreme cruelty and degradation, degradation, excuse me, toward Grant during her time at WWE, the lawsuit alleged. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, in case you weren't, in, so in case you weren't freaked out enough, Fluent, there is a text message. Uh... In 2022, <laughs> Janelle Grant signed a non-disclosure agreement with Vince McMahon, who agreed to pay $3 million. On January 25th of 2024, Grant filed a lawsuit stating McMahon only made an initial payment of $1 million. Ah, here we go. She was supposed to, so she got, so she got paid to chill, but he didn't, but he didn't kick the rest of the money out. So when that money, I ain't mad. Uh, The lawsuit also includes allegations against McMahon and others regarding sexual assault. Below is a message sent from Vince McMahon to Janelle Grant. So there's a text message. I feel like, I feel like this needs, this needs a, a, this needs a mood setter. What? No, what? That's not, no, you don't set a mood for reading a text. That's, no. This is like, (laughs) this is like an old white man, 50 shades of gray, weirdo shit. Uh, Let me see. Let's see. Let's see how uncomfortable we can make fluent. That's not the goal for today. That, where, where, where is euphonic? Damien, cut! <laughs> Help! Help me! That so. Why would you read your last picture? You need your panties ripped off, and three big black cocks, all three holes at the same time. Why would he send this? Why is this out in public? Way up your pussy. Why? No, Way I, up I, your I, ass as far as they sir, will go. T- 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 
but even farther. I'm taking the headphones off. And the thickest cock goes down. Okay, okay, okay. What? Now I'm now I'm uncomfortable. Okay. This is like this is like a two page text. I just want to just, why. And he spelled pussy p u s s e y, which is wild. Um. Okay, Alex. I'm going to write this. Sorry. For Spotify cuts it off. <laughs> Um, also, for the record, I just want everyone to know that NDAs don't work the way you think they do. <laughs> if you do some dumb illegal shit and then say, hey, sign this NDA, and that it, doesn't mean anything in the court of law. It well, do, that's not how an NDA works. Also, if you violate the terms of the agreement and not pay people what you're supposed to pay them, they're probably gonna, still going to put you on blast, exactly, which is exactly what you were paying them to, to prevent. If, if anything, all you do what is signing a dumb an, piece of shit. Signing an NDA just creates a bigger liability. There is like, no the, punctuation in this text message. There's oh none. My God, there's like for this to be a two-page text message. There's a total of like three punctuation marks, and none of them are placed correctly. That is, oh, that is so unfortunate. That is disturbingly unfortunate. It got worse than that too. I'm not going to read the rest, but it got worse. Much worse. Holy shit. This is horrible. <laughs> Terrible and horrible at the same time. Terrible, horrible, no good, very bad. It's oh, it, it's wild. That is unfortunate. Vince McMahon's I mean, I always kind of suspected that he was nasty. The, but it goes back to again. I think we need to check that we need to recheck that Epstein list. It... He was he he was almost definitely on that island. He was almost definitely on that island. Um, why does Donald Trump know so many nasty niggas? I mean, we know the answer to that, but why does Donald Trump know so many nasty niggas? I was say like that was on the Access Hollywood tape. We know why he knows. Holy shit! And and that statement makes even more sense. It makes even more sense given the the circles that he is is moving in. If if he thinks that that's how a star works, right? Yeah. If he thinks that that's what's entitled, then he's not the only one who thinks that. So, more entitlement, more white people, now white women. Deborah Messing, uh, Grace, I'm assuming, from Will and Grace. I'm assuming this because I've never watched... Will and Grace, a day in my life. Um, Deborah Messing uh, was making fun of, um, oh, well, I forgot who he writes for, but he was, but she was making fun of this uh, known journalist, uh, Motaz, who has been, who has been very well documented as on the boots on the ground, uh, in Gaza, up up close covering the conflict. Yeah. He decided to leave. I forgot where he left to, but decided to leave. And Deborah Messing was making fun of him, um, insinuating that he was that insinuating that he was somehow cowardly or somehow a bad journalist for leaving when he's been over there for like a couple of months now. At least. He's been over there for a while. What? 
Like that would be traumatizing fun, for one day. Because he was uh it made fun of him being time uh um whatever the middle uh, uh, uh times man of the year over there. Fam. I, I hey white people, get in the huddle. Everyone take a knee, get in the huddle, just give uh, just a moment of your time. Especially Deborah Messing. Everybody, all the white people that I like that seem to not bother anybody are all of a sudden starting to bother everybody. I never thought, I didn't think Deborah Messing had thoughts about shit because that's what, like a good celebrity these days manages to keep their stupid ass opinions out of our faces. And all of them are letting me down. That should be the new gold standard. It, it should be because Deborah Messing, first of all, I don't know if that Will and Grace reunion is just on hold or whether y'all got canceled and you just don't have shit to do. But you have to shut the fuck up. You do. You really do. Fam, no one is beholden. And no, the story is not over. What do you mean? Well, when I say the story is not over, sometimes these stories taper off a little bit, especially with marginalized communities. Like, the Katrina story was not over, but people panned away from it because it wasn't salacious anymore. But those communities, for a long time, were still going through uh, fallout from Katrina. Oh, absolutely. And we moved away from that. We moved away from... Uh, Flint, Michigan. There's there's parts of New Orleans to this day that still have not recovered, and it there, has been almost 20 years. Correct. There are people who have not gone home since they were displaced Oh yeah, from Katrina. There's still a story there, and we move away from these stories. Having said that, I don't think that's what's happening here because he went, because he, because he got on a flight to another part of the Middle East that is being affected by the conflict in Gaza. You also have to remember that the conflict is such at this point that he's being affected right along with those people. You can't get medical supplies in anymore without being harassed by the IDF. There are people that can't get their insulin because all the hospitals have been blown to bits. And so they have no way of keeping insulin for long periods of time. There's also been a hundred and... I think 15 at last count I saw press members who've been killed who have been killed in Gaza kidnapped which is more than unaccounted for previous like world wars the man has risked his life and survived longer than he has any reason to have believed he should yes he can leave also what the fuck are you going to do about it are you going over there to his place I don't think you are. I don't think we're going to get Will and Grace, uh, uh, Will and Grace special special Gaza victims unit. We're not doing that. So what the fuck are you? T- mind your business. White women are completely opposed for some reason. Sorry, to minding their fucking business. This is not. You have no. You have no skin in the game. Yeah, that's and guess what? 
you probably weren't reading his work anyway. You know what? It, 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 what this is the what, what I just I'm just I'm really cu- I'm really curious. What other are you aware of commentary has she had that I know on of? The situation none. that I know of? None. This was some shit she put in, in, with a little smart ass joke in her Insta stories. Okay, because I was just wondering if she's been like. You no, know, some people they've been like maybe like pro Israel, IDF, whatever, blah 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 blah, and then no, okay, just talking, just a random, just talking the talk. That's that's definite shut the fuck up shit. That is high level shut the fuck up, fam. I don't I don't know what it takes for some of these celebrities to understand that this is serious. And you know it's serious when people are trying to get the hell out of Dodge before they themselves are murdered. That is a luxury that not everyone has. That is a luxury that dozens and hundreds of journalists did not have before him. So if he feels he's done all he can do over there at the risk of his own life and he wants to go home or wherever he's going to the next story, whatever, yeah, he can go. And y'all aren't taking, and guess what? Y'all aren't taking this conflict serious enough for you to have, for you to pretend you have skin in the game anyway. It's like pulling teeth to get you celebrities to talk about this shit. And when y'all do, it's always stupid. It is always stupid. It's always white people. Every time. Every fucking, fam. The Stranger Things kids. Yeah, I did see that. My nigga, the stranger thing, and not even the good stranger things kids, Will. Will, the one that should have got should have gotten eaten, eaten by the upside down two seasons ago. Hey, look, he's going to make his big finale. I guarantee you he's not. Debut finale. And the idiot that defended him talking about Zionism is sexy. What is wrong with you? It's time, yeah, it's time for that show to go ahead and they, they wrap that shit up, B. It's time for them to go ahead and wrap this shit up. I'm glad it's the last season. Cause those kids are starting because those kids are starting to get older. And not only do they look older, but they starting to have they starting to fuck up the money and have opinions and thoughts about the world. And that's not really what we signed up for. Get them black kids get them black kids the fuck out of there while they still have a chance for a career. Cause all them other because all them other kids, they about to blow the bag. I see it on all their faces. I see it on all their faces. Except Millie, she all right. But quit texting Drake. Or Drake, quit texting her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's weird. That's weird. That's, that's and not weird. That's, Millie, that's horrible. Yeah. Quit, block Drake. Put put Drake on the list. Somewhere. I would say, put him on the list. <laughs> put him on the list. Add him with Gates. <laughs> move him to, move him to Florida. Because that's getting weird. Uh. Yeah, yeah, it's time to wrap that up because they're gonna start having because they're gonna, they're about to start being cute, stop being cute and charming, and they're about to start getting white, <laughs> just grown and white, and that's always a recipe for disaster. Um, yeah, a lot of white people fucking up. Send your send your racist send your racist stories, send your real life racist encounters along with your listener letters, questions for myself. Uh, the fluent one. Anyone you hear on this podcast, please send those to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com. Also, um, log on to opinionswhileblack.com for more information about us, ways to listen to us, uh, more about more ways to buy merch, and ways to become a patron. Uh, lots of bonus content. 
Uh, got some bonus merch coming. Um, exclusive, um, exclusive events coming in 2024, and um, yeah, behind the scenes stuff, all kind of, all kind of good shit. We like we, Discord access. We like y'all over there. Um, we got listener letters, and we got the top three STFUs. Uh, we will be back in just a moment. We're gonna take a quick break. Uh, this is Houston's most savage podcast. Pour up. We are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And we are rocking out. Fluent, how you feeling? I am feeling like a medium-sized pony at a petting zoo. What? What? And they brought snacks. So I left them play in my hair. Not entertaining that. Uh, time for your listener letters. Uh, we have... Actually, we have a listener letter from Euphonic. He sent us this while we were recording because he refuses to sit the fuck down. And rest. And just go the fuck to sleep. You told him to get better now. No. This, his body cells listened. This nigga, well, this, I just, because this nigga last night was like, well, I'm just going to knock out. I'm just going to drink a whole bunch of NyQuil and just knock myself the fuck out. <laughs> I'll see y'all in the morning. See y'all in, well, I'll be here. I'll probably be in there in the morning. We'll see how I feel. I'm just going to knock myself out this NyQuil at 6.30 in the evening. Yeah, all right, bro. <laughs> just, that, that, is such a, that is such a nigga remedy. Hey, it is, though. That is such a nigga remedy. We would just drink the, just, we'll, just, mix, up a, just mix up a whole fucking pitcher of Theraflu and just go to bed. Look, you got to watch how much Theraflu you actually ingest. Cause I agree. That acetaminophen. Like, yes, there's there's limits to before you make your liver collapse. I was gonna say you can't just <laughs> you can't just go crazy, fam. Y'all gotta y'all gotta chill. You know, dilute that shit with some ginger ale. It's not Kool Aid, my nigga. Like you, y'all have to chill. Get you some some proper like reeds. You know, the, the extra strength ginger beer. Listen, listen. Make you some tea. You know what's crazy is that ginger beer. It, like ginger ale is really like as we know it through the soda industry is really kind of the 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 light version of ginger beer as it was intended but what's crazy is you know Canada Dry has that extra strength shit yep that shit is harder that shit goes harder than ginger beer i'm convinced it has the same chemical compositions for formula 409 Man, I don't know. I that think should clear the rust off of a car bumper. It depends on which like ginger beer you get. Some of them ginger beers, like, well, yeah. I mean, not like CVS brand shit. No, no. I mean, you got to get like the one where they only sell it like in the micro in bottles, those little bottles, and yeah. they're like four of them in in the box, the little medicine bottle. Yeah, I thought it was. I bought it one time. Thought it was Red Stripe. <laughs> No, I was. That is a mouth disappointment. I was under. I was under an influence. <laughs> Clearly, it was, wild it was shit. not a good influence. It was not a good <laughs> shit. It was not a good influence either. You're right. Um, but uh, Euphonic wanted to know. Uh, what was the, what was the question as you as as you put it? Um, if 
you could bring back a character who died from anime, who would it be? Oh shit. Uh Colonel uh Colonel Hughes in Full Metal Alchemist. What? Yeah, he didn't he didn't deserve that. He didn't if if not if not Colonel Hughes, probably uh what's her name? Nina, the little girl. Shao Tucker's daughter. She's not dead. She's, she's not chim- the one that was the She's the Chimera. No, 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 bro. No, bro. That ain't right. That ain't right. <laughs> she just got a little more hair now. <laughs> no, B. That's, no, bro. That, that ain't right. <laughs> just buy an extra too long soon, brush. Too soon. Get some detangling shit. No, nah, bro. Too soon. Can't do Come on now, dog. Come on, man. What the fuck? <laughs> But yeah, that, I, that for me that was that was pretty that was pretty traumatic. Maze Hughes, that was pretty traumatic. That man, that, it, it, he didn't have any powers. Uh, he just he just had them hands. He was holding it. Down, he was holding it down. Oh man, his, he had they had to let his little girl down, man. That that and it was and, and it, it they gave in retrospect they gave you all the red flags that he was not gonna make it. Okay. By telling you about his daughter and telling you that, you know, he just, you know, he has this whole happy home life and shit. <laughs> you, can't, you can't be happy in a shonen anime. Nah, nah bro. Nah, bro. You cannot be happy in a shonen anime. It was anime. about, it, we knew, we should have known it was going to be a wrap for him, dog. Um, nah, Mace Hughes didn't deserve that. And Nina Tucker didn't deserve that. Uh, y'all have, y'all have effectively traumatized Kev on stage. <laughs> Making him sit through Shao Tucker's arc. Holy shit. Y'all, y'all wrong for that. Y'all ran him over to One Piece. <laughs> y'all ran that nigga over to One Piece. Y'all are not good fans. Let me tell you something. Y'all are not good fans of these people. Just like y'all are not good fans of uh, Keith Lee. Y'all really, y'all really allowing Keith Lee to go to Dallas and waste his money. There's nothing to be had in there's on a world on a, a nationwide food tour. There's nothing to be had in Dallas. He's been to Houston, so he's already had the best that Texas has to offer in terms of food. He has. <laughs> what is he going? What are y'all sending him to Dallas for? Is he reviewing leather shorts and tall tees now? Y'all just got that man wasting money. But yeah, so yeah, I'll probably bring back one of them from Full Metal. Uh, they didn't deserve that. Full Metal was a lot of fucked up deaths, and them in particular, they didn't deserve that shit. Um, I would trade. Uh, there's a lot of people on Full Metal Alchemist that I would trade uh, to get one of them back. Niggas that we just we just didn't need. Like, why 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 are we still why are we still over here uh, obsessing about like Hawkeye? Like, look, Roy Mustang don't want to fuck her. Who or maybe he did? Was that the was that the yeah, storyline no. that he wanted to fuck her? I, well, I think it was like or that like he was shy around women or some shit. I, I forget. I'm trying okay. to remember All the right. original Full Metal Alchemist versus the Brotherhood. I think I, I, I think he was just he was just worried about moving up in the world, and she was she probably wanted to fuck him. I think. Um. So yeah, that would probably. What, what are yours? Um. You know, the entire cast of Jujutsu Kaisen season two. (laughs) (laughs) 
so no. much death. <laughs> Spoiler alert. There's Holy. nobody alive anymore. It's a new it's actually a new series a after whole season two. Red wedding. <laughs> Holy shit. There's nobody left. Um, oh, no, I'm joking. Uh, uh, if anything, I would actually say uh, Goku. Okay. I would I would bring Goku back. Which time? Exactly. See, that's my point. Okay. Goku shouldn't have died in the first place. It completely broke the expectations of the storytelling. Yeah. And, and so then it, it became... It became a, nothing to die. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, Goku's dead. Well, then yeah. he can come back. So no, no, he, sh- he shouldn't have died in the first place. That's he true. just should have stayed alive. Yeah. And let other people actually die and have consequences other than maybe Krillin. Like, let Krillin be that emotional hit. Yeah, in fact, let Krillin die. I have a Krillin, keep, I have, I have a Krillin story time, but I'm going to wait for you fine to get back because I want to hold him accountable. Then keep Goku from dying. Yeah. That's how it should have done. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe let Piccolo stay dead. Cause that was that was pretty emotional. The, 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 Cause he he became a good person training Gohan and shit. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. It could have yeah. kept him dead. I like Piccolo, and I'm glad he, I'm glad he's still he was still in the running. But I think if we're gonna talk about people staying dead, then yeah, that, that any other story he would have stayed dead, and that would have had emotional resonance. I think I think one of the biggest issues for me with the storytelling that happened was by changing the weight of death it stunted the ability to grow characters to care uh well no no to just grow the characters yeah like think about the entire z crew right Mm -hmm. almost every one of them from dragon ball was somebody that goku had to go through and then flipped to be onto his side well once you had that cast you, you, we, Toriyama wasn't moving them to the side anymore, which he had the opportunity to do by letting them die off. Let's and then you could have had like actual stronger characters come in and replace them and go through some type of character development. But let, no, we get the Yamcha and, and, yeah. and let Chao Chaozu stay dead, man. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> let him stay dead. Um, who? What else do we have? You? Oh, you probably weren't a Buffy Angel Verse fan, were you? No. Okay. So this is probably for me. Favorite episode of Angel? Um, the first one. No. Nah. Oh, well, it's it's up there. It's probably in the top five. Um, favorite episode of Angel is probably... It's probably one of the ones from the final season. Because um, there's a few good ones. Smile Time was really good. A Hole in the World was really good. Um, A Hole in the World was fucking heart-wrenching uh because poor fred died um and we saw wesley go through that whole it, go through kind of the a pivotal point in his character development because he finally got to admit that he was in love with fred all that shit um and probably the final episode um which was which for me was wild and was just i, I mean quality angel violence um, <laughs> that's a wonderful uh, sentence quality angel context. violence um i I just they, they have a great line in the final episode when um what's his name adam baldwin one of the most terrible human beings in hollywood um when his character asked angels ask angel why he was still fighting some shit like that and angel goes the people who don't care about anything will never understand the people who do he looks at him and goes, yeah, but we won't care. 
<laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I'm sorry. Was I supposed to be affected by that? <laughs> um, but yeah, I really appreciate that. And they kind of left. I like. I like when they leave things open ended, and they have to just. They it, we were left to question if Team Angel was going to beat the hordes of hell, and Angel just and Angel just stands out front and he goes, "Well, he's like, do we have a plan?" And he just goes, "Well." I probably want to slay the dragon. And uh, uh, he also asks as a backup, Angel or Spike? (sighs) (laughs) Y'all, this is another, (laughs) this is another one of these choices. Some of y'all are going to be mad because some of y'all are real Spike fans out there for some reason. Where you wait? You is ha- this like a team Edward team? A little bit, a little bit, but I'm, it's real fucked up. You're I'm trying about to understand to hear the context of the question. Yeah, Spike and it, so as vampires who've lived hundreds of years or whatever, Spike, no Angel turned Spike. Okay, and they ended up as they were partners for a while as murderers, and then when Angel got himself a soul. They were adversaries, and then at some point they were fighting. They were essentially rivals for Buffy's affection. So, so they do love each other, right? <laughs> so, here's the thing, y'all: Angel versus Spike. I'm, I I hate that I'm digging up old Joss Whedon shit. So, <laughs> Firefly. This is just like the election, where you have two choices: you have some white guy, and you have a rapist. I'm not voting for the rapist. So, yes, I'm Team Angel. Wait, Spike is also a rapist? Spike totally raped Buffy in one season. Oh, Jesus. What the hell show was this? Totally raped Buffy and fell in love with her. And then they had a friends with benefits thing, and then he died for her and then didn't die. And Yeah. A lot happened in those, in those uh, last few seasons. Oh, so then they went like full Stockholm syndrome. It was a lot. It was a lot. A lot happened in those latter seasons. A lot. Now none of this really affected Angel because Angel was Angel kind of remained a very good show. Um, Buffy got weird when they had, when they thought they were going to be canceled and then they ended up going from like CW to UPN. Yeah, yeah it was a lot going on there. Um, so yeah, always going to be Team Angel. He's he's the badass of all badasses of badass vampires. Sorry. Uh, yeah, and and yes, I said it. He's the badass to end all badass vampires. Looking at you, um, oh, what's your fucking? No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do all my vampire slander right now. Um, let's see. Do I have? I'm any? just in shock. I'll let it make. We'll have that discussion. That I know all this about Angel and Buffy. No, no, that you say that Angel is the badass of all badass vampires. He's a bad motherfucker. Okay. He's a bad motherfucker. He got them hands, dog. He, I don't he, have any data, so I, 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 I'm just gonna take your word for it. He a bad motherfucker. I'll just say that. Um. Okay. So yeah, it was a good round of questions. Um, engagement. Engagement, man. Um. There was something for Euphonic, but I'm gonna wait till he gets here, till he gets back. Um. Y'all know what to do. Social media. Y'all know where to find us, opinionswhileblack.com. You know where to find us, opinionswhileblack at gmail.com. You know where to find us. Time for the top three. Who are the three people in America 
that need to shut the fuck shut up. The fuck Number three, and this guy thought I had forgotten about him. Couple a, a week a week went by. I left you off the list. You thought I forgot about you. I never forget. Number three is Vlad. Apparently, what? Apparently, Special Agent Vlad has taken has taken time out of his rigor, out of his rigorous schedule setting up rappers to have opinions about black women. Vlad went on a little tirade on, I don't know, I think he was on math, I think he was on Math Hoffa's podcast, whatever it is, uh, Humble Opinion or whatever. Um, he went on a little tirade about how Taraji P. Henson was um, complaining about um, subpar conditions in terms of pay, in terms of pay equity for black women. And some of the opportunities that she and some of the opportunities that she had to take and being paid less than her male counterparts, um, which has been a little divisive, more divisive than I think it actually should be. Um, but Vlad had some choice words. Uh, I want to say, I think I have it here, actually. Um, I don't like. Vlad having opinions about things. Uh, but just for context, I think I'll play it. Apologize for what I said in terms of she has a $12 million net worth and she lives in a $6 million mm-hmm. house. Oh, that's not the one. No, no I, I, I don't want to. And I don't give a fuck about the apology because I think the apology should be louder uh, than. I think the apology should be louder than the disrespect. Um, so I'm just going to skip over here. Where is it? Was it right here? Is this it? Because if this isn't it, I'll just break it down for y'all. Here it is. I remember, um, who did I have on? Ari Spears. He was talking about, um, all the rappers turn actors. And he... No, that's not it. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spend any more time looking up actual Vlad links. Uh, Vlad basically said that well, we don't want to hear you crying because you have a twelve million dollar net worth and you live in a six million dollar home, and uh, nobody wants to hear rich, famous people crying about not getting paid right. Hey, hey, Vlad, Vladimir, come close, come real close, come closer, come so close. Listen very carefully. You are not black. You and your opinions, when you have opinions, when you are not setting up young black, young black men who think that they need you to get on and get clicks and get popular and setting them up for prison, cooperate, literally cooperating with the state, Outside of that, and really even that, we don't want your opinions. Your opinions about what happens in-house with us, your opinion is not necessary. Nobody was out here just randomly thinking, you know what? 
I think Vlad would have something to say about the star about the star of Empire, about the star of the color purple, about the star of about the the star from Hidden Figures, from the the curious case of Benjamin Button. Nobody, the incomparable Taraji P. Henson. Nobody, nobody wanted to, needed your opinion. It's the Dave Chappelle Ja Rule effect. Remember, Dave Chappelle had that joke about when nine eleven happened, and MTV just had to had to cut to talk to Ja Rule. No, that was a lo- it was a long standing joke where he was like, "Look, he's like, I, 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 sometimes we put the focus on the wrong thing." And it was there was live coverage when it was going on, and Carson was like, "Well, we have somebody on the phone to give us what the, to give us their thoughts. Let's go to Ja Rule." This was a real thing. This was a real thing. It was a real thing, and Chappelle made a real big joke about it. I just thought some things were jokes, not actual no, reality. No, that happened. Oh. It's the it's Chappelle Ja Rule effect. Nobody, who, the, who are you? Who are you to speak on black women ever? Who are you other than a culture vulture detriment to the community? You are enough of a detriment as it is without ever having an opinion on black women. We don't need the extra effort from you. I'm serious. Like it, it, it's it it really is time to be for enough of Vlad. I can't. I really want to make a stop talking to Vlad campaign, and this is not me saying that you have to come over to my platform or anybody else's platform. Joe Budden, whoever, Drink Chant, any of those, any any of the other platforms. You don't have to go over there. I just want y'all to stop talking to Vlad. Stop. Stop validating his corner in the culture that he doesn't deserve. The only reason we're even talking about his opinion on Taraji P. Henson on a black woman is because we have given is because we have given him such a platform. We gave him that platform. Nobody else is to blame for giving him the platform he's gotten, but us. I have heard I have heard niggas literally come out of their mouth and say that he is the best hip hop journalist there ever was, and no one and no rational mind should ever be in a position to have that opinion. We created him; it's time to destroy him. Vlad Vladimir, spray some more hair on your hairline, comb your beard, and shut the fuck up, please. Enough of you. Enough. This is why every time we see you out, you have upgraded your security because you know you have an ass whooping coming. <laughs> you know you do. All the big platformers, whenever they when whenever they upgrade and whenever they get whenever they get put out here on shade room talking shit about people, they always have a little more security and a little more added. I noticed Joe Budden and added some extra security. Since he took that L at the strip club. Oh no. Oh yeah. They somebody walked up to him and slapped the shit out of him in the strip club. Cause he was talking shit about uh my man uh um Tax Stone who was in prison. Even though that was hilarious. You gotta watch who you talk about. I'm telling you, bro. They someone just might smack you in the mouth. Burner phones are real, bro. <laughs> he got them connections real quick. Number two. Number two, I, I really hoped I would never have to have her on the list again. Uh, I was really looking forward to never having her on the list again. 
yet here we are. Onika Tanya Mirage, otherwise known as Nicki Minaj, um, the greatest Star Trek Star Trek villain who never was. Nicki Minaj had choice words for Megan Thee Stallion, who apparently, I say apparently, shot shots was shots fired at her in her latest song Hiss, which which sound like it dissed a lot of people actually. Uh, apparently she was one of them. And Nicki Minaj has not shut the fuck up for at least 48 hours. <laughs> so the shut the fuck up really isn't for Nicki because we know that uh, cocaine is a hell of a drug and at some point you just can't control yourself with the Twitter fingers. My The shut the fuck up should really be for whoever is in charge of advising Nicki Minaj to shut the fuck up. Where are you? Where are you, Jamal? See how sacred Jamal is? We we needed a Jamal there, and he wasn't there, and this is what happens. This is a world without Jamal. I mean, maybe Jamal's working for the Rolling Stone? No. Jamal don't sell out. Oh, okay. Well, Jamal don't either Jamal don't sell out, or Jamal doesn't come up that fast. Like Jamal is the Jamal is plays the background and just te- and just taps you on the shoulder. Hey, check this out, fam. That's not the move. <laughs> That's not the move. You need another black person in there. Yeah, I'm. I uh, also also I am available for Jamal consultations. You can even call me Jamal for an extra fee. You you got to be careful about that. You might get a call from Matt Gates from Florida if you see any Florida numbers. Listen next listen. week. Listen, <laughs> I heard I heard you have Jamal services. <laughs> Listen, where do I book this <laughs> book? He can feel free to book me and I can feel free to get all the information I want and sell him out to Crime Stoppers for 50,000. Uh, Nikki, this is getting old. Onika, Onika, Tanya, this is getting very old. We're sick of it. Enough. Enough. I know she shot shots at you first. I know. I don't know what the source of this beef really is, but it becomes a theme and it becomes a corny theme when you don't get along with anyone. So far, the only the only other women you seem to get along with is Ice Spice. And I have yet to figure that one out. There are so many, and as a, and as somebody, you're beefing with somebody that's basically half your age. There's so many other things you could be doing, like making songs that slap. She's working on it. Uh, she's not working very hard. She she got that new. She ain't doing nothing in the studio but <laughs> chewing bubble gum. <laughs> nothing. Nikki ain't doing nothing in the studio but chewing bubble gum. That's it. Um. This is a this is a bad look for you. It's embarrassing. And the fact that you've gone on nonstop for like 36 hours, it's giving it's giving Kanye. It's giving uh imaginary beast with Pete David with Pete Davidson era Kanye. It's giving Azalea Banks boiling her cat air frying her cat's skull. It's giving it, it's giving cocaine. It's giving Laundry detergent in the cocaine. It's not a good look. 
There's so many other things you could be doing with your time, like doing something valid with your career aside from tearing black other black women down. There's so many other things you could be doing. So many. Be in a movie. Be in a movie. 50 Cent, where are you? Give her something to do. Put her in BMF. You put everybody else in BMF. No, he, don't want that. he don't want that issue. Oh, please. He had Young Miami in BMF. It, 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 there's no bar. There is no bar. Yeah, there is. He had Young Miami in BMF, and he had Mary J. Blige in power. And Mary J. Blige is among one of the worst actresses on the face of the fucking planet oh i'm not talking about acting capability that's that's far from what i'm referring to i'm just saying the general radioactive toxicity that is Nicki Minaj. he does not want associated oh please it's 50 cent if if ever there was someone who could who could handle exposure to toxicity (laughs) it is curtis jackson (laughs) give her something to do one of you out there why does none of you Tyler Tyler Perry Tyler Perry you, you think Tyler Perry would you put, gave he, he just gave Kelly Rowland a job that's again very different I'm gonna I, do would not besmirch Kelly Rowland by oh, putting I'm, her in the same oh, category I'm not because I'm, I'm gonna watch Nicki Minaj oh, I'm not because I'm gonna watch that movie on mute my God I'm not I, I don't care about the storyline I will watch that movie though. I, did you see where somebody said uh, they let Kelly they let Kelly bring her own wigs? Kelly wasn't gonna stand for no overages for no penalties on her face card. Fuck that. Fuck y'all. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Oh, man, they let her bring her own wigs. Damn that. That was in the contract. Give her a job. Man. Lee Daniels, you ain't doing shit. You ain't doing shit. They canceled all your shit. Give her a job. Nah, bro. Nah. One of y'all out there, y'all, one of y'all creators, one of you Tubi niggas, give her a job. Y'all ain't doing shit. Ray J, you, you, probably, you probably got some got some shit going on. Give her a job. You know, Marcus Houston, yeah, look, your fellow, look, look, look. Clearly, she has a thing for nasty niggas. Oh, just go. And you've been running them Tubi streets real rampant lately. Just go join the crew. Just join the crew. Give her a job. Give her a job. Y'all, y'all, you nasty niggas have to start networking. And you and her and and her nasty nigga husband and her nasty nigga brother can have a play date. An age-appropriate play date, but a play date nonetheless. Y'all can compare notes about uh, what Lunchables you set out to uh, lure your dates. Not Lunchables, bro. But she got to shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up! And the number one person who has to shut the fuck up, and I didn't see this one coming, I should have, is Tim Scott. I did not expect this. Fam. Fail. I warned you last week. What are you talking Tim, about? Tim Scott fell off, and we <laughs> thought we were just going to have fun making fun of his his engagement to that strange looking everlasting gobstopper that he's getting married to. No, and he didn't come out full front for Trump. That's what I said. I, it was one degree like the, the level of reverence he had for Donald Joseph Trump was one degree shy of actual cocksucking. Did you see the way he grabbed him and held him and looked into his eyes and said, 
pause. It's because I'm yes. No, oh no, I'm being yes. very serious but about yes. the way he did. And it was like, I, but I love you more. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. I didn't like. Look, I he had some. He had a lot of things that I didn't agree with per se. He had things that he said that I didn't agree with. He had things where I knew that he was just riding this out until he couldn't ride the until he couldn't ride the uh the the wave anymore, the candidate wave anymore. I did not expect him to go f- to go final form mega coon. Like he is the new chosen one for them. He is the new chosen like he is the new Herman Cain. No, nah, I don't. He hasn't quite made it up to that level of. Well, he's a little younger, so he's not as senile. Yeah, no, what I mean is, and senility factors in. No, I mean he hasn't made it to the respected slot, right? You know, and, I, and respect is really kind of a hard word. Well, we'll but say he's the third slot. Well, we'll say he's the new Chris Christie. He, yeah, he's a black Chris Christie. That's not a good thing, Tim Scott. It's it's gotten very. Wait, where is it? I I have it. Wait a minute. You you want to play the clip? I I probably have it. Because the second one was was worse than the first one. I have well, I have one of them. I don't know which one's worse than which. I know both of them. I, You're probably I referring to the second one where he was like, "I love you." It was nasty. It was nasty. It was peak nasty. Uh, where where is it? No, that's not it. That maybe this is it. Here we go. Here we go. Boom, boom, boom. Which is hard. I mean, did you ever think that she actually appointed you, Tim? And think of it, appointed, and you're the senator of his state, and she endorsed me. You must really hate her. They're talking about Nikki Haley. No, it's uh, it's a shame. It's a shame. Uh-oh. I just love you. No, that's that's why he's a great politician. That's why he's a great that man came from behind Trump to to come interrupt and give him a heartfelt. I just love you. That was wrong. And then look at everybody else. Look at Vivek back there. Glad it's not him. Eric Trump back there. Uh, Jay dreaming about ways to kill Blade. What the f- man? This, this is gonna be a this is gonna be a bigger circus than we ever dreamed. He is he has gone full coon. He has gotten coontastic, and it's a it's scary. No, he it, he hasn't changed. He's been he's already been on the exact same path. He has I not had changed. A, I had another thing, a dumb shit. He said, "Uh, is this it?" Very difficult for this president to lead if, in fact. That moral authority remains compromised. I'm so excited for the announcement tonight. Just tune in, pay attention, listen closely, and let's talk about four more years. What a stupid fuck. What a silly, stupid fuck. I'm starting to think that this is a get-out scenario. Nah, not even This is another get-out scenario. That's Nikki Haley in there. Nope, nope. They put, they took they took Herschel Walker and put him and put him his brain in Nikki Haley's body and then they took Nikki Haley's brain <laughs> and put hers in Tim Scott's body. That's what happened. That is what happened. All of these people need to promptly shut the fuck shut up. Shut the fuck up. This is going to be a shit show and still miles ahead, not miles ahead. 
pretty far ahead of um, Joe Biden. Still primed to win. Who? Trumple Stiltskin. No, he's not. He was ahead in the polls. I mean, the polls don't. I mean, the polls don't mean everything. When? Did I read that wrong? We'll, we'll talk after. Okay, you, I mean, you can you can correct me. I'm sure I saw him ahead. He was ahead of Nikki Haley, and he was definitely ahead of Joe Biden. Interesting. Um, it, it's a fucking mess, y'all. Definitely that. I agree on that. Shine this nigga's head and shut him the fuck up, please, please. What is wrong with what is wrong with these niggas, man? Don't you realize you are going to win, and when and if it goes badly for him, you are going to be nowhere. You're going to be nowhere. No one's going to reelect you. If Trump blows it this time, what do you mean? If he blows two elections in a row, because he's not because he's not running again after this. That's not happening. And Tim Scott will not have a job. Then they just overthrow the government again. Okay, well, slow down. Don't 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 speak that into existence. Well, I mean, they or, already tried last time. They did. They did. <laughs> I still didn't get my happy ending where they drag him off in handcuffs, uh, and they have to like drag him like a little child out of out of the bunker. <laughs> um, yeah, man, Tim Scott got to get the fuck out of here, dog. Um, have we done a podcast? I think I think we've done a podcast. We've mostly we've pretty much done a podcast. I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with it. Good pod. I like the part where the cast was potting. <laughs> I, <laughs> Always a pleasure to do this. Every time. Always a pleasure to do this. Always a pleasure to spend my afternoon here. Um, thank you all for listening. Again, Euphonic will be back. Do not worry. He does not have COVID. Um, I also did not want him here coughing on me. Um, announcement, uh, Church announcements? Anything? Um, nothing coming up, but uh, take care of yourselves. Uh, Make good decisions. Yeah, it's it's still a little still a little risky out there. It's risky as fuck out there. I'm I'm convinced it's risky. Um, stop touching shit. And if you're going to touch shit, wash your hands first. And wash your hands after. And after, before and after. Yes, before and after. Just keep a lot of hand soap on deck. Look, I'm dyslexic, so don't trust me when I give you directions of which to do in which order, okay? Like, I might tell you to buckle your seatbelt before you get in the car, and we all know that that's wrong. Okay, Just I use common sense. Just use some of that common sense. I know common sense ain't common, but you still got some of it on, uh, on deck. I know you do. I believe in you. I believe, and change your underwear. For the love of God, I can't stress this enough. <laughs> you are still stuck on this underwear thing, This bro. is the wildest, <laughs> nasty shit I have ever heard in my life. Change your fucking underwear. Are you, that has to be said. No, not to, not to our <sighs> listeners. There's no grown-ups anymore. There's no grown-ups in the room anymore. All of our listeners are... Our, our listeners are grown-ups. Are, are wonderfully, hygienically... Savvy, savvy. They're they're proper caretakers of themselves, those around them. Y'all have y'all shit together. I believe in each and every one of you. Encourage your fellow human, or don't, and just stay away from them and wash your hands religiously. Um, we will be back next week with more foolishness, more fuckery. We'll be here. We gonna be here. Uh, until then, 
This has been episode... 249. 249 of Opinions Wild Black. I have been Oz. I am the flowing one. And as always, in parting, titties. Clap, white people. Big ass titties. Bye, niggas.